Hey everybody, welcome back to another night of Walk It Out. I'm so glad you uh, chose to join me this evening. My name is Gretchen Cannon and I'm the community pastor here at Grace Church. Tonight we're going to talk about the process of transformation and just give some practical application for you to be able to uh, process through um, after observing some things in your own life and sitting with the Lord at where you're at and um, how to begin owning things in your life, biblical truths, and have it become just a part of who you are. So before we get started, let's go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for who you are, and we thank you for who you created us to be, which is conformed to your image, not our own, not somebody else's, and not what we think it should be, but to your image. And so, Father, just as we dive into uh, some of the truths in your word tonight, and uh, we just sit and look at practically, like practical application of these spiritual truths, we ask that you speak to us what you want us to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, in the process of transformation, like if you, if you know anything about life, when you first get uh, born again as a born again believer, you are so excited and you feel like in that moment, like you can conquer the world and nothing's going to get in your way. And almost sometimes in a, a feeling of invincibility, well, that's because your spirit man is so alive within your soul. But what happens is life. I don't know about you, but sometimes I go and I come out of my time with him and I feel that feeling again. I think those things, my mind, my will, and my emotion is so lined up with my spirit. And then life happens. I have a conversation. I make a mistake. And I have to remind myself that number one, I'm being conformed to his image. And two, I'm being transformed as I renew my mind and I go through that process of transformation. So I want to talk to you about some of the, um, the, the steps in this process uh, that the Lord's revealed to me uh, over the last several months and just how to apply them in your life. But before we get there, I want to read a couple of scriptures for you. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. And I love this one, Philippians 1, 6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Our spirit man is saved at the moment and we are born again. It is completely regenerated. But it says in scripture that our soul is being saved. Our mind, our will, and our emotion is being transformed. It is a process. And so... In this process of transformation, I kind of want to let you know how I got to this place. About a year ago, I was in a pretty dark um, place in my life, uh, just really struggling um, with many different things. 
And uh, coming out of that, in the beginning of coming out of that, the Lord brought um, back to me a resource that he had used about 10 years prior about emotional health and just about how sometimes like our emotional health, when it's not healthy and when it's not um, being um, submitted to the will of the Father and actually, and I don't mean like putting your emotions in submission. I mean like your observations about your emotions. Like why did I feel joy in that moment? Was that something because I felt like I pleased somebody or somebody affirmed me? Or was that because I am resting in the fact that I am a joy-filled person because of what Christ did on the inside of me. And so looking at observations like that, maybe why did I get angry? Why did something bother me? And actually putting those into submission to the will of the Father. Like, what do you want me to see in this? Asking yourself the hard questions. And so about a year ago, as I um, began to get back into some of like the Lord just started making alive to me again some of the truths in how to become emotionally healthy again. I was a wreck. Like if I could, I could tell you some stories about just the thoughts and the emotions that I had. And sometimes where I aligned that up into my behavior rather than aligning those things to the will of the Father. And when you don't align your thoughts and your emotions and your feelings to the will of the Father, it can be pretty dangerous. And so what what happened was in this resource, it talks about um, a process that we go through in different things in our life. And I began to observe it within my family, within my um, husband, my children, myself, within our marriage, within our home. And I began to talk to them about it. Like, what does this look like? What does it look like for us to become aware of something, whether it's good or not good, and whether and how do we go through the process of transformation? And so out of that, uh, one of my sons, uh, my 13-year-old, my and I created what we call the tool process of transformation. And so I want to go ahead and just show you that image right now as uh, I talk through it for just a second. And so here you'll see um, there's two triangles. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about these scriptures here in a minute that it's based upon. And in between those two triangles are what's called a behavior gap. And each one of the triangles have three pieces with arrows. And so aware flows to ponder. Ponder flows to value. And the triangle of being a hearer flows through a behavioral gap to being a doer. That is where you have reprioritized your life. And then you start owning whatever it is. And in the, in the um, concept, in the truth, maybe in uh, whether it's exercising, then you're transformed in that area. And so I want to talk through this diagram for you. And so... Um, I want to start by reading in James 1, 22. Um, it says, and I'm going to read uh, through verses 25. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. So if you only hear something, 
and you don't actually walk it out, you're you're in deception. That's exactly what it says here. And in the Greek culture, um, when you heard something didn't necessarily mean you did it. But in the Hebrew culture, if you heard something, you walked it out. You didn't just hear it and decide, hmm, am I going to really walk this out or am I not? Verse 23 says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This one will be blessed in what he does. And so when you look at that scripture, the word there for observe, or some translations say look. So when it says um, a man observing his natural face in the mirror and walking away, but then one that actually looks into it and continues to look. That word look means to concentrate by fixing one's thinking, to understand fully and consider closely, thinking decisively to a definite and clear understanding. And so how many times have you maybe read a scripture or you've seen a truth You've read a book and like the truths come alive within you. Like you are so, you are like, man, I've got this. So one of the examples I'm going to use for us today is the True You book. And so many of you know about the True You book. Those of you that don't, I encourage you to get on Amazon and I encourage you to search the True You by Steve Eden and I encourage you to get that. But as you uh, maybe are hearing, you come here for the first time, you listen online for the first time, and you hear the true you, you might hear some of these truths. The The truth that exists beyond what you think, feel, and believe about yourself. Like there is truth beyond that. The truest thing about you is what God says about you. The most humble thing you could do is agree with who God says you are. And as humans, we don't determine what is true, but we get to discover it. If knowing the truth is what sets you free, then believing a a lie sets you in bondage. I'm sure several of you have heard more than one of those truths if you've been around here very long. And so when you first heard maybe one of those truths, and maybe you're in that place now, Maybe the first time you picked up the book or you listened online to the teaching series of the true you, like you were so excited. There were things that were stirring inside your spirit, man, that were overflowing into your soul. You were like, man, this is so great and I've got this. And then what happens is later on you realize, hmm, I didn't really get it. Well, that's the process that I'm talking about. And so when you look at the aware stage, this is is the stage where you first become aware of it. Like you may see it or hear it for the first time. So you might be out in the bookshelf and you see the true true you book. And like for the first time, you pick it up. Maybe you hear some of the truths uh, from Steve or somebody else 
from uh, the corporate setting or on a live stream and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so good. I really like that. And you even have some basic knowledge about it. Well, that is just the stage of aware. You've become aware. And, and so in order to move through the process of transformation, you actually start pondering, hmm, I wonder what that truth really is like to really believe that the truest thing about me is what God says about me. Like, you begin to think some more about it. You begin to read more about it. You actually grab the True You book and you begin to read it. You listen to more things. You start searching out other resources. You dig into scripture. Like, okay, if the truest thing about me is what God says about me, then what does he say about me? What does his scriptures, what does his word say about me that is true? And it allows you like to better see how it works, um, how it might work in your life. And so as, as you're going through this process of aware and ponder and even into the value stage, you're actually still just being a hearer of the word. You're actually not being a doer. And so many of us get stuck in the value stage because we don't really know how to move beyond value because value is where we live with a lot of things in our life, whether it's healthy eating and exercising or whether it's uh, reading scripture with our family or praying. It's just the part of our human nature, and it's unfortunately a part of our culture. But as you move through the process from aware to ponder, and you move on to value, you actually start experimenting with the truth. You read more about it. You listen more about it. And and it's something like you talk about. And so when you hear people talk a lot about something, sometimes we think that they've They've mastered it. Like, I don't mean arrive at perfection, but I mean like they own that truth. And really, sometimes when you look at the heart of it or you look deep inside of it, it really is just the stage of value. You might even say something like, man, this is so good. I think this is so important. Like, I need to continue to read this Other people should read it. You start asking uh, for more books. You start ordering them on Amazon and shipping to people. You get bigger quantities and and maybe you start doing it, uh, like giving it out to people because this is something that you value, but you're really still just a hearer of the truth. Now, there's a behavioral gap in between the two triangles and those two triangles is where it takes the longest from us to move from a doer to a hearer. And in that behavioral gap, I like to look at, uh, and let's just go there, in Psalm um, 37, verse 3 and 4. I forgot what Bible I'm in, so I was in the wrong place here. Psalm 37, verse 3 and 4. It says, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Right there, dwell means to remain and stay. And feeding on his faithfulness means to continue to just absorb it. 
Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So as you pass through this behavioral gap, which takes the longest of any of the processes, like we move from disciplining ourselves to delighting in the Lord, and then it gives us the desires, like our desires and his line up together. And so what it might look for, like in the true you is like you value it so much. But as you're moving through the process, like you start disciplining yourself to read a section of it every day. You might read through the list of the true about the uh, scriptures and the statements about the truest thing about you. You might even work through some of the firewalls of identity theft. So so it's a uh, it's a process of actually getting your behavior to line up with what your value is. And you move through those. And at first, it's a discipline. Like you, ha- you may have to set a reminder on your phone to do it, things like that. But what happens is as you move through the process of transformation, it becomes a delight. And you start delighting in it more and more and more. Now, you thought you had delighted in it earlier. But now you're seeing something new and a deeper level of delight. And then the desire, your desires start lining up like his. And that's kind of the process through the behavioral gap. Now, when you move then over to reprioritize, this means that you have completely reprioritized your life around this truth. What that looks like is you might go to your your spouse or your best friend and you might say, listen, like, I have made a commitment to reprioritize my life around this. And so when you start hearing me say things that don't line up with the truest thing that God says about me, would you please call me on it? Like when I start saying like, oh, that was stupid. Like I'm so stupid. Or I'm always causing people problems. Or I'm just a failure. Or I'm going to never get it. Call me out on it. And you actually reprioritize your life to start Being so absorbed within this truth in your actions, it actually, your life is ordered around the value of the true you and what it is of the concept of the truth. And then as you move to ownership, this becomes a place where everything you look through, you look through it. So like you're going to hear other people say stuff and you're going to be like, hey, who told you that? That's not the truest thing about you. What the truest thing about you is what God says about you. And he says you are a chosen child of God. He says that you are redeemed. You are accepted in the beloved. You are his chosen pearl. Like all of these different things, you're going to start looking through the lens of in Christ identity and the truths that come with it. That's when you know you own it. It becomes so a part of who you are. You don't even have to think about it anymore. And so as you move through this process and you start owning those truths, then in that area, you know that you've reached a point of transformation. Now, I want to encourage you, don't stop there even in that truth because the Lord may take you back through this process with a deeper level of these truths or a more specific truth about what he says about you. And so it might be that the next phase that you go through in the true you and through this process 
is, for instance, like I'm accepted in the beloved. Like I don't have to earn or work for anybody's acceptance, but instead I can live out of the reality of my acceptance that I have in him. And so as that happens, then he's going to take you back through this process. But what I want to encourage you in is it says in Philippians 1.6 that he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. And so next week, I'm going to go into a little bit more of this tool. Like it takes a while. For instance, on Sunday morning, Steve's used a little bit of this language in a couple of the live streams, we've used some of this language, aware, ponder, value, reprioritize your life around it and own. But now you've come into more awareness. And I hope after tonight that you will take this tool and you will start pondering it. Like, how does it work within your life? Tomorrow, we will post um, a social media post of the diagram of the tool, so you will be able to have it uh, for you to look at, for you to write down, for you to print, save to your phone, those types of things. But as we close tonight, like my question to you is, where are you going to uh, place the emphasis within what you've heard tonight? Like what's the Lord already highlighting within your life? that maybe you've become aware of something and he's wanting to move you through the process of transformation. Maybe he's shown you something that he, he said, hey, you value this, but listen, I created you to own this truth. And so my question to you is tonight, what is the Lord speaking to you? What are you gonna do about that um, concept, that truth that he's speaking to you? And how are you going to walk it out this week? Let me pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you never give up on us. We thank you that it is a process for us to be conformed to your image and that you don't give up and that our requirement, our part to play is to renew our mind to be transformed. And so, Father, we submit ourselves to you. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name. Amen.